Curling down the lane. McSorley in the end zone. Bunker touchdown. Tennessee at the buzzer. He got it. A three-pointer to win. Dodge the eye of this national championship win. Blocked. Lions scoop it up. Brad Haley will score. Watford for the win. Yes. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the former Ball Boys. Sorry we missed you last week, but we're back for another great episode. How are you guys keeping yourself busy to, uh, during this quarantine? Zach, we'll start with you. Yeah, playing a lot of video games, probably way too many video games, uh, but there's not much to do when you stay inside. Play video games, got some bikes. Me and my wife have been riding bikes around and uh, crying every day about how much I miss sports, so it's good to be back with you fellas. Tim, how about you? Yeah, I appear in Cleveland. Um, I actually am able to work from home right now, so that's been good. It's been keeping me a little busy. Me and Allie have been hanging out, um, playing a lot of video games as well, and just finished How I Met Your Mother for the second time. And as always, great show. But yeah, I would love to talk about some sports because I miss them dearly. Yeah, without any sports. On television, it's been rough, but luckily we've the NFL. I think the GMs are just getting bored, not having anything to do or watch, so they're just cranking out deals like it's nobody's business. But first, news and notes: like we said, the coronavirus has quarantined everybody. If you didn't know this, you're like Jared Leto and been out in the middle of the desert for a long time, doing whatever the heck he was doing out there. Um, but all major sports have been canceled or postponed. The Masters. Olympics have also been postponed. Indy 500, which is at the end of May, is currently in jeopardy. I don't expect that to happen. Um, and then also movies have been uh, pushed back or just getting moved straight to on-demand. So this is crazy. I've never seen anything like it. Now, how do you feel about the Fast and Furious getting pushed back another year? That's the one that I saw that people were making jokes about. I've literally only seen one Fast and Furious. Yeah, I think I've seen two, but it's funny that everyone was tweeting about how they needed that movie to come out. Yeah, I saw rumors that Wonder Woman was going to go straight to On Demand, but the movie studio nixed that really quickly. There's too much money to lose. Um, And then some personal news, just had to squeeze this in there. Buckeyes landed two huge transfer portal players, one in basketball, one in football. Seth Towns from Harvard, Trey Sermon. Uh, But we'll jump in first. To some March sadness, that's what everybody's been calling this month, um, due to the fact that a tournament has been canceled. Um, but we got some news today. Obi Toppin and Anthony Grant, both from Dayton. Obi Toppin won the AP Player of the Year, and Anthony Grant wins National Coach of the What do you guys think of that? Any contest or well-deserved? I think definitely well-deserved. I think there was a little bit of contest with Luca Garza. Uh, I think he came on strong late, but Obi Toppin was dominant all year. They both were. So I don't think it's the wrong choice by any means. And yeah, he should have won coach of the year. They went 29 and two. We're going to be a one seed in the tournament. So both awards were rightfully so to those two. 
Yeah, um, I got a little little gripe with it. He's a beast, but competition level matters to me. I think Garza should have won it. Um, he's going against Big Ten players every single game, and uh, Obi Toppin is not. So if he goes, I think I have Dayton not going super far in my bracket. I don't think they played the difficult schedule. I know he's a beast, but uh, I don't think their schedule really shows how true, truly talented they are, how good they actually are. I think a Big Ten team would be able to take them down or maybe another team. But I think Garza deserved it. The competition he would against in the Big Ten with all those powerful center, centers with Aturu and Kofi and Trace and and uh, Tillman, that competition day in and day out is much harder than what Toppin won against. So I think there is stopping Obi Toppin, and it should have been Garza. Yeah, I don't have a that big of a gripe with it. Um Luca Garza obviously was amazing in the Big Ten. Um, Obi Toppin, I think part of it was his dunks um, and the highlights he would produce. Luca Garza just didn't do that. Um, and he he's was, fundamentally sound. Yeah, he was playing in the A10, uh, but he showed out and uh, he grabbed everybody's attention in Maui, um, especially against Kansas. So that's where the hype train started. Uh, going off of his dunks, especially since it was the very last game of the season, essentially, and he had two crazy dunks in that game alone, that probably boosted him up as well. Yeah, it's kind of, I mean, don't get me wrong, Zion is an amazing basketball player, but his high school um, dunk tapes or mixtapes or whatever like that escalates and escalates you so quickly um, the way social media and videos are run now. Yeah, I get a big Blake Griffin vibe out of Obi Toppin. This is incredible dunks. I don't know if you remember Oklahoma, Blake Griffin, where he's throwing everything down, hitting his head on the backboard. I get that same vibe out of Obi Toppin. I think they're very similar players, and I think uh, Blake was so exciting to watch in college, and Obi has been as well. Yep. I'm going to miss him. Speaking of players we're going to miss, um, some seniors that uh, aren't going to get to play in – March Madness that we wish we could have seen. We all wrote a list. Um, who wants to read their list first? Yeah, I'll go. I came up with this idea. I think uh, my number one on the list was going to bug me with Cassius Winston, uh, Michigan State. He loses the chance to play in the tournament for his brother who passed away at the beginning of the year. And just he's been an exciting point guard to watch all four years with Tom Izzo. And you can tell the bond that Izzo and Winston have. So I think we're really getting deprived, not being able to watch him play. He's not a dominant scorer as the rest of some of these guys or really a fancy player. He's just an overall solid guy. I'm gonna, I wish I would have watched him and Michigan State make a run to the, the Final Four as I think they would have. Um, number two is a little biased. I got Lamar Stevens out of Penn State. Um, he would have went down to Penn State's leading scorer past Cam's boy Taylor Battle. I think uh, he got deprived of that as well. Uh, he would have been fun to watch. I think that Penn State team, was they had a – Solid shooting. They got a dominant player, and they got a big-time center in fifth-year, eighth-year senior, Mike Watkins, whatever. He's been there. Um, number three, Udoka Azubuki. He was just dominant this year out of Kansas. Um, I don't need to go into more. That was probably the best team this past season overall, and uh, we're going to miss being able to watch him in the tournament. I don't think he's a big-time NBA prospect, so it was his chance to really dominate uh, other kids. Number four, I got Marcus Howard out of Marquette. Um, that dude's a straight bucket getter. Uh, he's, he'd be like, uh, he's somebody that just got straight. Jimmer, a guy that can just score and score and score and score in bunches. Buddy, buddy healed. Buddy healed, very similar to that. 
Um, just a guy who we'd, we'd see put up a lot of points. And they might get bounced in the first round, but he put up 45 points doing it. Um, number five, I got Miles Powell to Seton Hall. Um, that's a kid that's been there on a couple bad project teams. Uh, Would have liked to see him. Um, number six, I've got Peyton Pritchard out of Oregon. Um, it'd be fun to watch him play. Um, he's stuck around for four years. He's going to test the waters that he already announced, even if they give a fifth-year option to these guys, which they're not going to do, and they shouldn't do because the whole season was played anyway. Um, number seven, I got Sam Merrill out of Utah State. Uh, another good scorer there. Uh, fun kid who came back to Utah State. Would have been exciting to watch him play in the tournament. Um, and that's, that's a mid-major school, too. Always good to see them make a run, and I think Sam Merrill would have helped Utah State be able to do that. Number eight, I got Anthony Cowan out of Maryland. That's my big-time sleeper team. Um, I'm a big Maryland supporter, I think, with Stick Smith, and we'll get into more detail later when we go into our brackets. But I think Anthony Cowan would have been fun to watch in the tournament. Number nine, we got a local product in Kamar Baldwin out of Butler. Um, he really hit a stride at the end of the season, hit a game winner. He was stroking it, feeling pretty good. Um, it'd be nice to see Butler play as well. And then I got 11, actually. 10, I got Bryce Aiken out of Harvard. I think Harvard would have ended up winning um, and making the tournament, actually, because they have four starting seniors who probably would have gave it a little bit extra effort in it. I think they would have taken down who who ended up winning it. Yale. Yale, yeah. I think Harvard would have taken them down. And last but not least, number 11, Devontae Graham. He's like Marcus Howard. We could put up 50 points or put up zero. And I think IU totally depends on him moving into the next round and the next round and the next round. So as an IU fan and IU graduate, I'm going to miss seeing Devontae Green play. Just the hot and coldness that he always showed is just, we're going to miss it. Uh, he can drive you crazy, but he also can excite you. So there's my list of 11. I'm going to miss those guys. Uh, a lot of them we'll probably see in the NBA at some point. Uh, others we won't. But uh, it's really sad we won't be able to see those guys play because they gave their all for four years, and uh, it's disappointing. But totally understood. Yeah, I wasn't positive how many people were supposed to have. We had a lot of the same guys, so I'll just list a couple that I had. Um, they all going to be repeats with the one that's not the same. I'll leave that for the end. Uh, I got Lamar Stevens as my number one, though. As a Penn State fan, he would have passed Taylor Battle. I think he was six or seven points away. And he, he would have for sure overtaken the score from him. And it would have been interesting to see how he played in March, not the NIT. Um, and then I got Cassius Winston at my number two. As Zach said already, we're going to go into detail with our brackets. But I have Michigan State going a pretty far away. And strictly because of him and how great he's been, he had over a 1,000 assists in his career at Michigan State, which is insane for a college player. Number three, I had Azubuke. He is the all-time field goal percentage leader in college basketball history. I think it was a little bit over 75%, which is unheard of. Uh, he was doing most of his baskets around the hoop, especially dumps, but still shooting that percentage is insane. I had, I had Sam Merrill as well, just because he had the game-winning three against SDSU to get his team to the tournament, and it's that he won't play. And then you listed all the other ones. I would obviously he can go off. He I think he had like 30 points last year. They lost by 
Murray State and John Morant. So we saw that he can score and lose time. And then a player I'm going to miss is in the women's game. And that's Sabrina Iontiu. I think I might have butchered that last name. But she was the one that had 2,000, 1,000, and 1,000. And that that it would have been really fun to see her make a run for the national championship. Yeah. Um, I didn't really rank mine. But um, a few that were already said. I had Kamar Baldwin, Howard, Miles Powdown. Um, obviously, Cassius Winston. Um, and uh, the other Big Ten players. But I did uh, a couple guys from BYU, Yoli Childs and TJ Hawes, um, both great players from a team that uh, probably didn't get as much recognition as they should due to being, well, one, BYU, and two, on the West Coast. Um, Also had Sam Merrill um, and St. Mary's Jordan Ford. Last game I watched him play, he put on an absolute gym, an absolute show. Um, Guy averaged 22 points a game, just a straight baller. And then uh, also I want to shout out the entire Harvard, all the seniors that they had on their team, because um, I think they would have won the Ivy League. Yale can't beat them. Um, if they would have played Yale, I think they would have won and made it to the tournament. So all the seniors from Harvard, I wish I could have seen them as well. Um, next, we did a bracket just based on Joe Lenardi's bracketology. Um, just kind of filled it in for him. And... Uh, so we're going to go who we had in our Elite Eight. The four one seeds, Kansas State and Gonzaga and Baylor. Um, but we'll start at the Elite Eight uh, and go through who we have taking home the hypothetical 2020 uh, men's basketball championship. All right, I'll take over. I can do this. Uh, in the Midwest region, I have number one seed Kansas against number six seed Iowa. Um, and then uh, we'll move on to the Final Four. I got Kansas taking down Iowa. That was a tough battle. Uh, seeing Garza and Azubuki go at each other would just be incredible. But I think Kansas's depth would tip, put them over the edge against Iowa. Um, so I got Kansas coming out of the Midwest region and making the Final Four. Um, in that region, my big upset was Iowa over Duke. So that's how Iowa, Iowa made it to play Kansas. Um, down in the East region, I have Dayton. Going down a smile, I'll step here and say they are losing to Florida in the uh, round of 32. So, like I said earlier, I don't see Dayton taking down a very talented team. I think Blackshear and company for Florida will be able to take them down. Um, and then I got Maryland and Florida State in the Elite Eight. I have Maryland taking down Florida State. As I said earlier, I'm a big Maryland supporter. They got a lot of talent there, a couple senior leadership. I trust Tergeron. Um, he hasn't really done it in March, but I think this is a team to do it with. Um, with Six Smith and Kyle and, and just a, a deep team, and they are impressive in Big Ten play. I have them taking down Florida State team, who really relies on defense. Um, they'd be a great team in March. I actually had them taking down Penn State. So in my Final Four, um, from the Midwest, I got Kansas. In the East, I have Maryland. Um, moving to the other side of the bracket, the West. This was the, the weakest bracket I felt like overall, the weakest side of it. Uh, not a lot of talented teams here. Uh, the one seed was Gonzaga. The two seed was San Diego State. So I kind of feel like a homer here in the lead eight. I had Gonzaga taking on Indiana. Um, I don't think Indiana's that talented, but I don't think their their draw was that hard. Um, I have them taking down BYU, and then actually had Eastern Washington upsetting Seton Hall. So Indiana had to get by Eastern Washington, which I think they would. And then I actually had Texas Tech taking down San Diego State. So 
IU, Texas Tech would be a good battle. I think IU with Devontae Green could go off there. So I had Gonzaga and Indiana in the Elite Eight in the West, and I have Gonzaga taking down Indiana to make the Final Four. And my last spot um, in the South region, I have Louisville taking down Baylor uh, as a four seed, taking down the one to make the Elite Eight. And then I have Michigan State against Illinois. Um, I know I have a lot of Big Ten teams, but I think the most talented teams by far. Um, I think the hardest game for me to predict in the entire bracket, it's crazy that they ended up playing in the round of 32, was Michigan State-Virginia. I think that's just insane. Can you imagine in real life that that matchup there? That would be insane just to watch. Uh, that'd be better than the Final Four game I have. So I have Michigan State taking down Louisville. Um, big Cassius Winston is a supporter. So uh, on that side of the bracket in the West, I got Gonzaga. And on the South, I got Michigan State. So my Final Four right now is Kansas-Maryland, Gonzaga-Michigan State. How about you, fellas? We'll get in the Final Four after we hear where you guys are at. Yeah, I love it. Uh, I will jump up to the Midwest region where I have Kansas taking on Kentucky. And I had Iowa actually losing first round uh, East Tennessee State. I know Garza is amazing, but as you guys know, that East Tennessee State was my underdog team going into the tournament. So I had them losing to ETSU. And then I have Kentucky playing against Duke, and I have Calipari coming with the win against Coach K with Kansas advancing against Kentucky and then Kansas advancing to the Final Four. And then in the East region, we had, I had Dayton. Uh, I'm disagreeing with Zach. I think Dayton gets by Florida. I, Florida was inconsistent all year. I think Obi Toppin would be strong enough, and I think they were really well coached all year. It just felt like a good year for Dayton, hop on their band, bandwagon a little bit. So I have Dayton playing against as much as I, I would love to have Penn State. I have Villanova beating them, and then Nova beating FSU. I just think Jay Wright always has his team well prepared, and I have Nova going against Dayton, and with Nova coming out on top and advancing to the Final Four. Um, before you move on, I think I think that's like the toughest one to predict. You got Florida State, Penn State, Maryland, Villanova, Dayton, Florida, Butler, Utah State. That's just a, a dominating bracket right there. That's a tough, tough side. Bad draw right there for any team that got in there. No, no I agree completely. I, I went back and forth plenty of times on this. I just think coaching is so huge in the tournament, and I think Jay Wright is one of the top coaches in the nation. So I have them advancing to the Final Four. I respect it. Uh, and then, as you said, as West region, it was hard to predict because it was so light on teams. As the East region, it was heavy. And honestly, it was way harder to predict that because the teams were so good. But in the West, the teams aren't as strong. I have Oregon going against SDSU in my uh, Elite Eight. I have Oregon taking down Gonzaga. I think Peyton Pritchard will have a big moment, big senior moment, one of the guys that we won't, would miss seeing in the tournament. And I think SDSU, they got their loss against Utah State. Um, they got it out of the way, kind of, uh, as teams tend to do. And I have them going to the lead eight um, because they don't have a hard draw either as a two seed and playing in the West. It's huge for them. But then I have Oregon actually beating them just because Peyton Pritchard again. I think he'd hit another clutch shot. So I have Oregon in my final four, but that one would be crazy as well. Um, going down to the south, we have the exact same Elite Eight. 
I had Louisville knocking off Baylor. I think Louisville can score. Baylor sometimes has a tough time scoring, so if they're giving up points, it's going to be tough. But their defense is really good. I just think Louisville can score the ball. And then we actually had the same Sweet 16 then, too, because I had Michigan State going against Illinois. Creighton's point guard was a little banged up, and then Illinois. um, Ayo, I always pronounce his name wrong. I think he would be really fun to see in March, that defense. And then uh, Kofi Cockburn, I believe that's his name. Coburn. 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 Uh, He'd be a lot of fun. So a Big Ten matchup in the Sweet 16 with Michigan State advancing and then Michigan State beating Louisville. Uh, Xavier Tillman, as we said, was coming into his own. Rocket Watts was starting to hit threes and Cassius Winston and Izzo. So my final four, I got Kansas, Nova, Oregon, Michigan State. Nice. Um, started off pretty similar. Starting in the Midwest, uh, I got Kansas over Kentucky. So Kansas goes on to the Final Four. Um, Kansas's path is pretty self-explanatory, except I had Liberty beating Auburn, uh, and then Kansas would beat Wisconsin. I also had East Tennessee State uh, winning. And then I wouldn't be surprised if they beat Duke, but I had Duke winning that game. Um, but Kansas over Kentucky in what I would expect to be a very hard-fought game. Um, I had Dayton losing to Maryland, so Maryland is in my Elite Eight. Um, I don't trust Florida at all. At all. Um, but then I had Florida State beating Penn State. Um, and then Florida State-Maryland. I had Florida State coming out on top there. Um, they're just so long. And they crank up the defense and uh, speed on you. So I have Kansas, Florida State on my left side of the bracket. Um, I have Gonzaga over Oregon in the Sweet 16 to put Gonzaga in the West. Then I have Seton Hall beating San Diego State. Um, that's another one I want to, like Cam said, I want to be surprised if Texas Tech beat San Diego State because San Diego State was starting to flirt with some losses um, down the stretch or Zach, whoever said it, but um, I have San Diego State end up coming out on top. Texas Tech is offensively challenged at times. Um, so I have Gonzaga beating Seton Hall then. Um, I think uh, Miles Powell will have slowed down, or they'll slow him down enough where they won't get enough of a team effort to beat uh, Gonzaga. And Mark Few will finally get um, the 100,000-pound elephant off his back, not making a Final Four. Then I have Baylor beating Homer pick Ohio State to move on to the Elite Eight. Um, Louisville's another team. They could get cold in a hurry, um, and if they're cold, they're really bad. Um, and then the bottom side of that, I also have Michigan State beating Illinois. Um, I would Creighton is tough out, but I just think inside, Coburn would dominate Creighton because Creighton doesn't really have a big man. Um, and then... Michigan State with Rocket Watts, Aaron Henry both coming on to help Cassius and Tillman. Um, I have Michigan State beating Baylor, uh, who I would assume would be healthy at that point. And what's kind of an upset, but not if you, not if you're um, from around here. Um, so final four, I have Kansas, Florida State, Gonzaga, Michigan State. So Zach, back to you for your final four and predict. It's kind of sad that we're getting deprived of watching this uh, bracket. It just looks incredible reading it and be so fun to watch. Uh, and also the Final Four is here in Georgia, and I would have loved to be able to go to a game uh, or two. My Final Four, I got Kansas against Maryland. 
Um, I think this would be a hard-fought game, and I think Maryland actually has the weapons to take down Azubuki with Jalen Sticks. So I think Sticks leads Maryland past Kansas and into the finals. Um, and then on the opposite side, I have Gonzaga, Michigan State. Michigan State, I think their depth and their senior leadership and Tom Izzo have enough to take down Mark Few, who hasn't got it done in March, as Cole just said. Um, so I got Michigan State, Maryland in a Big Ten battle for the championship. And uh, Big Ten gets the monkey off their back, having not won since 2001. I have Michigan State winning it all. Everybody knows I love Tom Izzo. Um, that's my hero, my idol, a guy I want to be like. Hopefully he's not in trouble for whatever everything's going on up there, but you never know nowadays. Um, but big Tom Izzo fan, and I have Michigan State and catches Winston holding the crowd, uh, holding the title and uh, shouting out his brother as he wins that, wins the title after a, a clutch basket late. I like it. I, uh, so jumping to my final four, I have Kansas versus Villanova. Battle of two great coaches, Bill Self against Jay Wright. And I think Kansas comes away with it, having Azubuke and Devin Dodson, who is a top five-point guard in the nation. I think he hits a clutch basket late, and he takes care of the ball well enough, and hits, they hit their free throws down the stretch to advance and have Kansas in the national championship. And then jumping over to the other side, I have Michigan State going against Oregon. I have Michigan State taking them down to get to the finals. Uh, we, we keep beating it. Uh, beating the horse with St. Cassius Winston and Tom Izzo, but it just felt like they were clicking at the perfect time and they were hitting their stride, and I think they would have ran through the tournament. So Kansas versus Michigan State, Bill Self versus Izzo, Cassius Winston versus Devin Dodson, and I have Kansas winning the national championship. I think Devin Dodson can slow Cassius Winston down enough and Azubuke uh, is big enough. He's bigger than who Michigan State has and can finish around the rim. Uh, that will lead them to the title. But it would be a good game. And Devin Dotson and Cassius Winston would be a ton of fun to watch in a national championship game. Yeah, you're wrong, though. Michigan State would win. Uh, I can, I, can I, actually, I actually had Michigan State, but I feel like Cole does, too. So I kind of wanted to switch it up. <laughs> Um, I don't think Cole does. I see no, him over there. He doesn't I, have it. He doesn't have Michigan State. He was considering. Uh, so my final four: Kansas over Florida State. Um, I just think Kansas is too much for Florida State. Um, and that's my analysis on that. I have Gonzaga over Michigan State. Um, I think Philip Petrusev and Killian Tilly, um, the four five of Gonzaga, kind of overwhelms Michigan State. Uh, down low in, in the two big forward spots. Um, even though Michigan State has Xavier Tillman, who was the Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year. Um, so I have Kansas and Gonzaga. I have Kansas winning it all. Kansas was the best team in the country this year. Um, I think it started to become apparent in the last five games of the season. Um, they hadn't lost a game all year when they were completely healthy. Um their losses, they lost to Baylor, uh, or they lost the first game when they weren't all healthy. They had 29 turnovers, just ugly, ugly game. Everybody wrote them off, and then they lost to Baylor um, when Devin Dotson got hurt So, in the first half. So, fully healthy Kansas team, uh, I think they were the best team, and I don't really know how close this final would be. Um, but I would hope it would be close. But I have Kansas beating Gonzaga in the finals. So, jumping okay. to... What? So I like it, man. We 
both have Kansas. I'm at Michigan State. Yep. Uh, but, so I that we did this kind of because we don't get watch. So it's guaranteed that Michigan State Maryland would have been in the finals. Because uh, I said so. Uh, you guys can't prove me wrong. So uh, Michigan State is the champions. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. Have you seen all the uh, the different people simulating brackets and everything? And people are tweeting out like their team winning like the Washington <laughs> Post simulated bracket. Like my team's the national champion this year. It's it's all over Twitter. So next Speaking of which, we, we joined one, and uh, me, Cam, uh, Brooke, and then I asked Cole to join it, but he didn't decide to sign up. He said he, he was too busy for it. So our buddy yeah. Cheeks got the last spot, and they gave Cheeks, ended up getting Kansas. So it's still going on. They sim it on the day the game's supposed to be played, and we're actually all live. I have West Virginia, Brooke has BYU, Cam has Florida, and Cheeks has Kansas. So hopefully one of us can uh, make the final four and win a T-shirt. Nice. Moving on to the NFL. Um... Travis Frederick uh, decided to retire. Um, He missed the entire 2018 season due to a rare illness, a rare disease. 18 or 19? He played, I believe it was 18. He played this past year? No, the year before. So he missed all of the... he played this past year, though? Yeah, at least a little bit. Um, He missed all of the year two years ago, so 18, um, with the disease or syndrome. Um, very risky for him to play football at all, which is why I'm surprised that he played it all last year. Um, but he's arguably the best center of this generation. Um, it's sad to see him go. He's not even 30 yet. Um, and then two players that have been released. First one, not surprising, Cam Newton. The Panthers released him. Um, and then Steven Goskowski was released from the Patriots after 14 seasons as a kicker. Um, kind of weird seeing that when kickers are such liabilities and it's hard to get one, but jumping into the free agency, um, the Panthers signed Robbie Anderson to a two year deal. Ryan Tannehill re-signed with the Titans for four years. Teddy Bridgewater signed with the Panthers for three years. Breeze re-signed in New Orleans for a two year deal. Uh, Phillip Rivers signed to my Indianapolis Colts for a one year deal. Uh, and then the biggest splash of them all, Tom Brady signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers um, and what pretty much blew up Twitter and the minds of everybody in Boston for a few days. So anything, uh, any of those stick out to you guys? Well, the Steelers also signed Derek Watt and Eric Ebron. Shout out to the, your former cold Eric Ebron. Um, I think he's, if he's motivated, he's going to be pretty good. Um yeah, the Brady thing stands out. Who would have ever thought that Brady would leave New England to go to Tampa Bay? It makes sense for him. Bruce Arians a great coach. Quarterbacks love playing for him. Um, they have all the offensive weapons. Their O-line is okay. Um, they're going to draft a running back, so we don't need to worry about Ronald Jones. I'm getting one of the good kids like uh, Jonathan Taylor or uh, Zach Moss or J.K. Dobbins. I'm getting one of those guys. Um, seeing Brady there is just going to be crazy. He gets to play with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, probably the two best the best duo in football uh, in terms of wide receivers. And I actually think Godwin's better than Mike Evans. And then I think OJ Howard's going to bounce back because Brady is so good with tight ends. Um, I think he'll end up having a good year. They're going to have to get somebody in the slot right now. It's Scotty Miller. who might have a great year, but uh, I think they'll, they'll find a slot guy to put there for Brady. Um, this is a good fit for him. I think uh, uh, the Panthers aren't going to be very good this year. The Falcons aren't very well coached. So it's going to be come down between them and the saints. So I think those battles between Breeze and Brady uh, are going to be fun to watch. Um, 
Yeah, I was just surprised. I hate seeing uh, players that have been with one team for so long move. just seems weird. Um, Brady, most ever seasons as a one-team-only player before moving teams with 20. Um, Phillip Rivers uh, was 16 years with the Chargers before he moved to the Colts, which uh, I'm excited about. Um, I'm hoping the Colts draft a quarterback now. You get a year under uh, Rivers, and then hopefully he's ready to play. Because um, Phillip would be a great guy to study under for a year. Um, so I'm interested in that. Uh, none of the other uh, signing free agent things really surprised me. Cool. Uh, to that, based on realistically out of the quarterbacks that are going to be available for the Colts, do you want them taking somebody in that first, second round pick, or do you want them taking somebody later, and who would it be? Um, so they gave up. Uh, I'll get there, but they gave up 13 for right. uh, Buckner, um, which yep. I'm going to get to in a minute. And then, so their first pick's 32. Um, honestly, to me, it shakes out on the first round because I think right now there could be anywhere. There's going to be Tua and Burrow. Herbert and will be gone. Herbert will all be drafted. Love will probably be gone high. too. So I think, yeah, which I'll be interested to see how the first round shakes up. Um, I'm not a big fan of Eason. Um, I wouldn't want Fromm in that first one. But if Love somehow drops to 32, um pick them up right there on the spot. If not, um, get something else, uh, see what's available. I trust Chris Ballard and I would go for the second, uh, of their second round picks for getting a quarterback. Um, yeah. And then, like I said, just no other, none of the other, um, Tannehill, like Bridgewater breeze. None of those really surprised me too much. Yeah. Jump into some more free agents. My, uh, chargers made some moves on the defense side of the ball. Got Chris Harris and Lavelle Joseph, so they're making moves on defense, and we'll see if they pick up a quarterback because they have some players. Been reading a little article about Chris Harris. Everybody's saying he lost a step, so we'll see how he plays in uh, San Diego. Oh, they don't play in San Diego anymore, bud. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and who is Lavelle Joseph? It's Linval. Not San Diego <laughs> anymore, bud. I don't think Lavelle is going to have a very good season, no matter like, where he's playing. I, you can't always believe articles, guy, about I'm, Chris Harris, what? though. Online articles have never led me wrong. Yeah, yeah. And then we're going to move on to some trades, um, some more shocking than others. Uh, start off, the Bills acquired Stephon Diggs and a seventh-round pick in exchange for uh, 2021st, 5th, and 6th, and a 2021 4th. The Cardinals acquired DeAndre Nuke Hopkins and a fourth-round pick for David Johnson and a second-round pick and a fourth-round pick. Um, Colts, as I mentioned, acquired DeForest Buckner from San Francisco for their first-round pick, which is 13th overall. And another one, uh, the Ravens acquired Calais Campbell from Jacksonville um, for a fifth-round pick. Uh, Any big trades that you've seen? that have surprised you or are intriguing? Yeah, the nuke trade. That came out of left field. Nobody saw that coming. Um, I don't think we heard about any beef between him and Bill O'Brien throughout the season. That is just shocking. Nuke is arguably a top three, top five receiver in the NFL, and they didn't even get a first-round pick back in the deal. That's, they got a lot less than the Vikings got for Stephon Diggs, and I think you can argue that Nuke is significantly better receiver than Diggs. Diggs is talented, but Nuke is just on another level. Um, I don't know if they think Nuke's going to slow down here a little bit, 
but it makes absolutely no sense. Um, I'm, I don't see why Deshaun Watson would want him gone either. That whole trade, I don't understand. I guess they're banking on David Johnson having a bounce-back year, which he very might well could, but he's had so many injuries. I don't really know if I see that happening. When you hurt your, your knees and your ankles as a running back, it's hard to come back from that. Um, they also have Lamar Miller coming back. I don't know if he's still on the roster, but I, don't, I think you can deal with Lamar Miller and Nuke rather than David Johnson and now Kenny Stills, uh, Will Fuller, who's hurt. Will Fuller plays three games a year, and he's hurt. It really makes no sense. This is a very, very deep wide receiver draft, so they'll end up getting a pretty solid player um, in the draft. But I just don't understand that trade at all. It really blows my mind. Um, I think the Bills made a big splash. Get- oh, go ahead, Cole. Um, looking at... Uh, free agents. It says uh, Lamar Miller is a free agent. It looks like. Well, I still would rather have Nuke. Yeah. Oh <laughs> deal yeah. With, deal with Lamar Miller. Yep. So that that doesn't really change that. Um, I really like the trade for the Bills. Uh, I don't think Diggs is going to be angry there too because I don't think Josh Allen's very accurate and he already played with Kirk Cousins who wasn't very accurate. And at the end of the year, Kirk fed the ball to Stephon Diggs. He had a great close to the year. Um, I think he's just one of those diva receivers. And I think he's going to have a tougher time with Josh Allen than he did with Kirk Cousins. Um, and I'll have to match up against Stephon Gilmore twice a year. Uh, but I like that trade for the Bills. They needed a, a go-to number one. I also like the trade for the Vikings to get a headache out of there. But they're going to need to find a receiver. A perfect draft to do it to go across from Thielen. Yeah, I wanted to jump back to you mentioning this this wide receiver class so deep, which it is. But you're probably not going to find a receiver like DeAndre Hopkins. So you're spot on. This trade makes zero sense. I have him as a top two wide receiver in the league. He's showing no signs of slowing down either. I don't re- – this is no, no. way out of left field. Um, got a question, Bill O'Brien, what he's doing and what he's making that team look like. It's It's been crazy. And I really like the trade for the Colts. I was kind of iffy on it, but Buckner's really good. Uh, he's another piece to that defense. Just going to make them a lot better. And he's he's not old. He's what, 27, 28? No, 26. Yeah, oh, he's 26. So exactly. So he's a very young guy, and he's going to fit in really well there. So it's a good trade for the Colts. Yeah, I think this trade goes hand-in-hand hand with the Minka trade to the Steelers. You're getting a proven guy at, in Buckner like the Steelers got in Minka. You know what you're getting out of them. With the 13th pick or the 18th pick, you don't know for sure you're going to be able to hit on a player course it takes excitement out of the draft but you're getting a proven player buckner was a beast on the 49ers and you know what you're gonna get out of him uh and they also had a plan to bring rivers in so it's not like they were desperate for a quarterback there in the first place so uh that trade makes sense to me i like it just like the Steelers trading for uh making fitzpatrick during the season as well yeah i agree i was hoping they would go d-line with that 13 pick anyways but i would have buckner over um kinlaw Derek brown or kinlaw just because i haven't seen him play in the pros um but yeah uh bill o'brien what are you doing uh are you just trying to figure out how much like power you have as a gm and a coach is bill o'brien gm gonna fire bill o'brien coach and just be gm or can how does he leave office he's just terrible he replaced arguably the best receiver in the nfl with randall cobb what <laughs> um, and Cobb's been injured. He's like he's like a fifth receiver on a team, and they paid him like thirty million dollars. Yeah. That makes no sense. What is he doing there? Um, I, yeah, I don't know. Texans directly affect the Colts. I don't like the Texans at all. But you're sitting there like, what is he thinking? David Johnson lost his job to Kenyon Drake last year, and there's and they paid him. Uh, they traded him 
almost um, the David Johnson and a second round pick essentially for Hopkins. Like that makes no sense at all. He hasn't averaged uh, over 3.7 yards a carry since 2016, and he's been extremely injured. Um, Bill O'Brien, what are you doing? Uh, Deshaun Watson is not happy, I would assume. Um, Diggs, I don't know. I kind of like. I think it's good for the Bills, um, especially with Brady leaving. They can win the division next year, um, which we'll get to in our division um, predictions and everything. But uh, Allen came into the draft known for his arm, but he's significantly more efficient um, underneath. Um, with Cole Beasley and now Diggs. Diggs is very good at underneath routes. Um, so I'll be interested to see that. And then uh, Buckner. I like Buck- I love Buckner. He was a ninth-rated interior D lineman by Pro Football Focus last year. Just a monster of a human being. Um, he's the first D tackle traded for on his own for a first-round pick since Richard Seymour. So that's pretty good company. Richard Seymour's an animal. Go ahead, Cam. Uh, I don't know if you mentioned it or we're going to mention it, but I think that Darius Slay trade was pretty mm. big too. Um, and then what came out about Matt Patricia or whatever he said to Darius Slay, I guess it was pretty bad. Uh, and that's what made Darius Slay want to leave. But he's a really yeah. good cornerback and the Eagles needed a secondary. So getting Darius Slay was really nice for the Eagles. Is Patricia the one that said the – whole baby mama thing no that was supposed that was supposedly bill o'brien but hopkins says he didn't say that so that okay so uh, michael irvin probably lied about that because hopkins said that wasn't true um slay said something i can't even remember the quote but it's really bad and it's too inappropriate to even say on here if you guys want to look it up you can but uh yeah the slater i didn't have it actually but that's a great um call because I saw some stats, a huge pickup for the Eagles. The t- DBs were god-awful. Um, but he, in his career, has locked up Amari Cooper, apparently. And when you're the Eagles, you got to play them twice a year. So that's a good pickup for them, I think. Um, moving into more, uh, just a few more signings. Um, Eric Armstead is staying with the 49ers. Robert Quinn is moving to the Bears. Shaq Lawson's going to the Dolphins. Emmanuel Sanders is going to the Saints, who the 49ers replaced him with, with Travis Benjamin. Um, and then a couple running backs to end it up. Uh, Melvin Gordon signed with the Denver Broncos for a two-year deal, 13 and a half guaranteed. Um, and then Todd Gurley signs one year um, to the Atlanta Falcons. So, Oh, and I have Eric Ebron signs with the Pittsburgh Steelers for a two-year contract. So... Uh, any other signings besides the ones we've mentioned or any of these that really caught your eye? I think the Gurley one is so interesting. Um, he's a so talented player. Everybody's worried about his knees, but he's also 26. They're comparing it to Steven Jackson when he signed here at 30, 31. Um, I think it's completely different. I still think Gurley has a little bit in the tank. No, I don't think he is the number one running back in the NFL like he got paid as, but he's still a top 10 running back. He can catch the ball in the back. I think Matt Ryan's going to love having him here. He's also uh, – he went to Georgia, so he'll be a fan favorite here immediately. I think he'll sell the most jerseys out of any Falcons player. Um, I think it's very interesting to me. Running backs won't win you Super Bowls, but uh, I think he's going to help take a lot of pressure off Matt Ryan. And their weapons on the outside are pretty good already with Ridley and Julio Jones. Uh, and then they traded for Hayden Hurst to make up for the loss of Austin Hooper, who went to the Browns. Um, Hooper's going to fit in there well with the Browns, 
But usually, if you're a Brown, your career goes to die. So I'm not expecting a ton out of Austin Hooper there. I think Hayden Hurst will fit in well. Uh, he's on the older side, Hayden Hurst. But uh, I think he's going to be a good replacement there for a cheaper deal with the Falcons struggling with cap room. Uh, so I think that's very interesting to me. Um, I like all the moves and all the trades that have happened so far. It feels like a Madden franchise right now with everything going on. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's been very fun. Yeah, going back to the Falcons and the Browns, some up here in Cleveland. I think Austin Hooper got paid too much. Yeah, he's, getting, he's making like eleven mil a year. Um, hasn't eclipsed over a thousand yards. I know that's not necessarily what he has to do, but you would assume a tight end making eleven million dollars would surpass that. I think I go, a move I that go, the hold on, I can go based back on that. Living here in Georgia, not this this past year, people liked Hooper, but every year prior to that, they made fun of him because he said he, he when he dropped the ball off his hands, he said he just got blacked out in the middle of the game and hands would. Just all the media would just rip into him. Like, oh, you blacked out in the middle of the game. Um, just giving him all this crap because he dropped a ton of balls. So he had one solid year, and now he's getting paid as the top tight end in the football. I'm with you. I think that's a silly, silly investment for the Browns, and the Browns are going to do what the Browns are going to do. Oh, it's going to be hilarious if he says that in Cleveland. They're going to rip him apart. I do like one signing by the Browns, and that was getting Jack Conklin uh, offensive tackle. They needed help on the offensive line. I think that was a big sign for them. But – we still have to see what Baker does. And jumping back to the Gurley Falcons, and I'm going to go back to Steven Jackson. Wasn't he good for a year or two with the Falcons? It's yeah, not like he, he was, was solid. a bomb yeah. right away, right? Yeah, he was solid. He, like, he wasn't like dominant, like but he was a 30-year-old running back. You weren't expecting yeah. anything dominant. He was a starting, starting worthy running back, though. Yeah, he was good for 30. Uh, do you know how much uh, Gurley got paid? Uh, Six million. Six no, million. Let me pull oh, up the contract information. That's not that bad. Then no, it's really, really good for the terrible. Falcons. No, it's good for the Falcons. Oh, yeah, I'll get. I have notes on for the Rams. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's Rams are just eating cap. Yep. So uh, I'll steal it from you, Cam. Um, so the Rams could have kept Gurley and used him this year, uh, and had a seventeen point seventeen and a quarter million dollar cap hit, but they decided to cut him, and now they're eating. $20.15 million. That's just dead cap. Uh, the second largest in NFL history. Um, Do you think that there's, is there anybody on the roster, Daryl Henderson, that was a rookie they had last year, that can replace Gurley? Why not just save that $5 million and wear out his knees more? Like, I, I don't understand that move by the Rams, unless he's causing problems in the locker room, but Gurley doesn't really seem like that kind of guy. So we won't be able to answer that question, but it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. Especially with how much you're paying golf. Like, that's, you're already eating up so much just with those two. Um, and then Melvin Gordon, I don't – he lost his job to Austin Eckler. Um, and he was hurt, granted, and Austin Eckler had an amazing year. But now he's got to compete with Philip Lindsay, who in two years uh, has made a Pro Bowl and had a pretty decent year last year. Um, so I don't really know – I mean, Melvin Gordon, the smart deal for him, two years, uh, $16 million total, 13 and a half guaranteed, so – well, it's a lot more than he was expecting, though. Like, it's yeah. smart for a running back now, but he was expecting a lot more, oh, which yeah. is why he held, held out for the Chargers. Yeah. And I think I think it's going to be similar to the Chargers, where Melvin's going to be the power back, score around the goal line, and Lindsey's going to play the Eckler role. Yeah. Um, I see them splitting carries. And they also have Royce Freeman, so that's, yeah. like, not a fantasy. You don't want any of those running backs in fantasy. Mm-mm. Nope. And then Ebron with the Steelers, uh, that really caught my eye because are you going to get – Detroit in last year Ebron, or are you going to get Ebron's magic year two years ago um, when he was re- dominant in the red zone and just tore everybody? Because if he's yeah, dominant Steve- in the red zone, then uh, the Steelers have to be an AFC favorite. 
Yeah, Stephen Holder, the Colts guy, compared him to a diva wide receiver. Said when things are going well, Eric Ebron's a beast. He'll play hard. He'll be a good teammate. But once things, if he stops getting the ball or he's not getting fed like he wants to, he becomes a diva and his effort yeah. lacks. So that's uh, I'm really worried about getting that. But I think the coaching with Mike Tomlin, um, I think the, scene, the, the leadership the Steelers have are going to be able to help him with that. And not having Antonio Brown there should help help as well. Yeah, I was just about to say that they kind of weeded out the divas, uh, Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. I don't think anyone else on the team currently is going to stand for that. We have a very experienced offensive line, um, very good defense. I think they'll put him in his place, and I think he'll thrive in Pittsburgh, especially with getting Big Ben back. He mm-hmm. he hit Heath Miller for about a decade, and Ebron's more athletic, uh, probably more talented, but Heath Miller was – the guy he block he he was the guy i know everyone loved him people still yell heath at steelers games when (laughs) a white tight end catches the ball it makes no sense but it's still funny and the steelers wanted ebron uh, like a guy like that because they signed virgil green who was a young guy in the chargers who was like 26 at the time and he just had concussion after concussion so he never lived up to the hype and that's one of the people believe the really bad contract the Steelers had but it was because of injuries and I, we we're hoping that Ebron can be the virtual green and really help that offense go especially because we don't have a true number two receiver outside of Juju who Juju might be a number two he didn't look great this year he may be a two I love Deontay Johnson uh Washington's okay but uh having Ebron in the fold is going to help and they still have Vance McDonald in their contract yeah so, and, oh, and not having not having Doug Hodges throwing the ball is going to make a huge difference for all of those wide receivers. Um, I think Juju's a yeah, one. So I, I, I would say he's a one. Um, hopefully he has a lot better year this year, though, to prove us right. We'll see. He's got a real quarterback throwing the ball. I think that's, that's crucial in the NFL. Oh, yeah, that's what I was saying. Ebron, you also got to pray that he's catching the ball because uh, the reason he got drove out of Detroit was because of his drops. Um, he blacked out. Yeah. So I found the Darius Slay, a very small um, uh, sample size, but they, he played Coop, he's played Cooper twice, um, is giving up 21 yards a game, only catching the ball one out every three times. But when Cooper's playing Philly, uh, he's getting almost 100 yards a game, catching 64%. He's got four touchdowns on him. So that's good. Um, and then going back one more time, um, another one head-scratcher for Bill O'Brien Nuke, Hop, uh, Nuke would have hit the cap for $26 million over the next two years. Uh, do you know how much Johnson and Cobb are going to hit it in those that span for two years? Uh, oh my it's God. probably do, more, right? Do I, do I know. More. Nuke, if it's Nuke's more, that's, just, that's horrible. Bill O'Brien would be fired. Uh, Johnson it, and Cobb are going to hit it for $38.5 million the next two years compared to 26 no. for Nuke. That trade makes no sense at all. I don't understand. Uh, Bill O'Brien is probably done after next year. What in the world is he doing? I don't understand. Like I, I can't even like process it. You don't need running backs in the NFL. The second-round pick for Nuke is not as much as the Vikings got for Stephon Diggs. Who's a better receiver, do you guys think? Nuke or Diggs? Nuke. Oh, Hopkins. It's, it's not even close. Even it's close. Bill O'Brien wanted to be GM, and now he's just a laughing stock, and he's going to lose his job because of it. Uh, the The division he's in is not great. The Titans are solid. Colts are solid. But it's not an amazing division where everybody can yeah. be scared. I really felt like it was up for grabs. And Cole actually, last time we did our little little bracket before the preseason, had the Texans winning it all. So it's just showing what in the world is he doing? Like, I don't yeah. understand. Just mailing it in. I don't really know. Um, for what? They trade all their picks, too. Like, it's they, just crazy. Just, uh, yeah, what are they, like – Mailing it into suck. Um, my theory is that he's just seeing what all he could do before he gets fired. 
Like he's like, <laughs> let's have some fun. Let's see what happens. Um, moving on, there's still some free agents out there. Um, Prediction so time. You, the top free agents. Where do you think they're going? Uh, I'll read off the free agent. We can discuss it. It don't have to be very long, but we'll go. Uh, Cam Newton. Anybody want to go first? Uh, I I think that he's going to the Chargers. Chargers. Um, I I read a report that they might be out on him, but I still think it's a good fit for them, and I think he would really like being in LA. He just seems like he would love that atmosphere. So yeah. I have the Chargers. I agree. Cool. I was I was gonna say um, I was all in on the Bears until they signed Foles, but yeah, the Chargers seems like a good fit. He seems like a California uh, type of guy. I have him going to the Bills. Um, and being Josh Allen's backup, I think Allen's a mobile quarterback. I think they're pretty similar, and being able to have that cannon arm like Cam Newton has, mm-hmm. um, it's cu- it's come down in the last couple of years to the shoulder, but he still has that arm. You can throw in the weather up there. Um, I don't think the Chargers want him. If they did, they probably would have got him by now. Um, he's, he can be a distraction in a head case, but I trust Sean McDermott being able to utilize him if needed, um, and he's going to have to accept the role as a backup. So uh, a good prediction, fellas. I like that. Number two, Andy Dalton, sticking on the quarterback theme. Uh, I'll jump right in. I, I don't know completely. I haven't gone to the Patriots. They need a quarterback. Um, he can battle for the job because I think they still kind of like Hoyer a little bit. I think Andy Dalton's better than Brian Hoyer. Andy Dalton's been a starter longer. Um, and I I don't really know what the Patriots are doing. It's kind of head-scratching to me uh, because they don't have a quarterback yet. And Tank we're not for used to Tua. This. Tank for Tua. Or not to a tank for Trevor. Trevor, yeah. yeah. Um, I have the Patriots, but that could be way off. Yeah, cool. I, I also think the Patriots, but I also um, don't know if you have them on your list. But this one wouldn't surprise me if the Patriots uh, got Joe Flacco. Just I don't know, just for like a year, year or two maybe. Um, it just wouldn't surprise me. But for Andy Dalton, I'm going to go with the Patriots as well. I'd rather the Patriots don't want Dalton. Um, I'm trying to get kind of get in the vibe that the Patriots aren't going to try to win. They let their whole defense go. Kyle Van Noy left. Oh, yeah. Like everybody's leaving off the defense. They did keep the McCourty brothers, I think. But um, I don't. I don't. I, I hope they do not get Trevor. I may just off myself if they end up going from Brady to Trevor Lawrence. Um, that'll tick me off. Do you want me to answer my who I think it is? Cam yet? Do you have something to say real quick? I was going to say since we're talking about the Patriots not winning, I put a future on them not winning games <laughs> under nine and a half. So if they don't get a quarterback, I would love it. But yeah, I would love to hear who you have Andy Dalton going to. Yeah. Um, we'll go back to that. I, I, I don't know what they're doing. They have talented guys out there. If they're trying to win, you'd think they'd sign the next guy on my list. Who we'll get to in a second, but uh, I have Andy Dalton going to the Jaguars. I think he'll mm-hmm. step in right behind Minshew. And I actually think Minshew will end up losing that job. Yeah. He's fun to watch. He's a fun guy, but how talented is he actually? Um, they have good weapons there. They have a good run game. Um, I think Dalton is a solid quarterback. He won't get it done in the playoffs, but he's won a lot of games for the Bengals. Um, so I think he'll fit in with the Jaguars. Um, leading into the Patriots guy who I think they should go after, but they're not going to, and they're not my prediction to go there. Jameis Winston. Where do you fellas think he's going to end up going? Uh, going back to your Jaguars prediction, and Minshew not being a clear starter, I have Jameis Winston going to the Jaguars. I think they're going a different way from Nick Foles, clearly, since they got rid of him. Uh, I don't know how much belief they have in Gordon Minshew. And I just think Jameis Winston could be a good fit. They have uh, Chark. Um, I don't know. I think they have other weapons, too. I don't know a ton about the Chargers. I'm not going to lie to you. But I think Chargers or Jaguars? Down there. Jaguars. Jaguars. D.D. Westbrook. D.D. Westbrook, solid. Uh, Leonard Fournette. 
Oh, yeah, they, they have some weapons. Jameis would fit in, and he's not moving that far, so mm-hmm. not a bad option for him. Yeah, um, Patriots, like, I, I just can't see him fitting in with the Patriots at all. Bill Belichick, I just don't see that at all. Um, the Chargers are one that I could see kind of. Um, they have deep threats. Jameis loves to throw the ball deep. Um Bears were another one that I could have saw, but um, just eliminating the teams that I've already made predictions for. Um, I'll go with, yeah, I'll go with Jacksonville because I was thinking Miami, um, but they're definitely going to draft Tua. So um, just right now, yeah, Jacksonville, I would think. And yeah, I don't think, Gard- as you said, Zach, I don't think Gardner Minshew is going to keep that job the whole year. I don't either. Uh, I think you guys are disagreeing on every single one. Yeah. But I actually have Jameis where he should go and where I think he'll end up going is the Pittsburgh Steelers. They have room to get under the cap more, get more space. David DeCastro, they can redo his deal. They can uh, redo Cam Hayward's deal, um, get a little more cap room. And Winston's got to sign for cheap. But there he's guaranteed a starting job after a year or two once Ben retires. And Ben threatens every single year to retire. I think uh, Tomlin can help revive Winston's career uh he just got his eyes fixed yeah, he got so that'll, that could go he got LASIK could go a long way he's working hard in the offseason I would like that fit with the Steelers he's much better than Duck much better than Mason and I think with the Steelers they'll end up playing a couple games because Ben always ends up in a walking boot at some point in the season so I'd like to see Winston there I think he's a talented guy um, I'd be okay with the Steelers using that plan in place for the future in getting Winston of course they don't have a ton of money but if Winston takes a cheap deal that's a good fit kind of like Tannehill did with Tennessee I saw the Redskins might be interested in Jameis Winston too because of that whole yeah. thing they have going on with uh, uh what's Haskins? Haskins. His name? and they Hask- just signed Wayne Kyle Haskins. Allen too. They traded for Kyle Allen. Uh, traded for Kyle Allen. Got Kyle Allen. Uh, maybe that's not a great fit, but I, I, that whole thing with Haskins is so weird. Yeah, the new. I don't even uh, know what they're doing with getting the new coach doesn't help his case either because the you think coach it's kinda, is going to want kinda, somebody else. I kind of be like Rosen. You think they'll end up trading him like the Cardinals did with Josh Rosen? Yeah. Yes. I can see them. I do. I do. Waiting. I, don't, I think they'll give him the chance to start the year. Yeah. I That's, think they'll start the year with him because Kyle Allen's he's way better than Kyle Allen probably, think, right? Kyle I think Allen's he could be gone. He started showing flashes towards the end of the year before he got hurt. Um, his last game he played in, he had a few just beautiful ball, uh, beautiful passes. But uh, Ron Rivera. Um, Training camp is going to be big for Haskins if he wants to stay in Washington and the new head coach. Um, I just don't really see him. I see him like Josh Rosen, as you said, just getting shipped probably around game six or seven. Yeah, I think the Redskins' line stinks. Um, Their weapons outside of Terry McLaurin aren't very good. Geis has been hurt. So I'm not a big Haskins believer. I didn't think he was good coming out of the draft. But we really haven't seen what he can do with a real team. Um, The Redskins are very decimated. They're going to have a bad year next year. Not a very talented team from top to bottom. But Chase Young is going to help them out a lot. Um, Back to free agents. Moving on to the end defensive side of the ball like Chase Young. Uh, Jadavon Clowney, former Seahawk, former Texan. Bill O'Brien messed him up too. Um, Where do we think? Clowney's going to end up going. I uh, let you take the lead on this one, Cole. I'm, I think if he's going back to Seattle, I saw uh, news today that Seattle and him are uh, in talks, looking to um, well, ta- not restructure, but um, looking to find a good deal to keep him there. So I think he's going to end up going back to Seattle. Cam, 
I have him going to the New York football giants. Uh, I think they need some pass rush. I, I think he'd like being a big city too. I don't know. I kind of get that from him. He likes the attention and I have him going to the giants. Uh, we're sticking in New York. I'm going to the jets. They have the third most cap room. They got to spend some money. Um, make a big splash there. They need help on that side of the ball. I think Jamal Adams would like that. Um, they're trying to retain players, and I think Clowney would fit in well with the Jets. They already got a lot of divas on that team with uh, Jamal Adams and Le'Veon Bell. So I add Clowney to that mix. Um, keeping on defense right now, we got Endomaking Sue. This was actually a spot for Robbie Anderson, so I had to throw Sue in there. Um, where do we think Sue's going to end up? Uh, I wasn't where, prepared where for this Sue one. Where did Sue play last uh-huh. year? I don't remember. Tampa, he got Tampa, Tampa Bay. Um, I saw a fake report that the Colts liked him. <laughs> uh, they obviously don't need him anymore. Um, He's going to be cheap. I, he wasn't supposed to be on the list. I know you're not prepared for it. Um, Robbie Anderson just getting signed to the Panthers an hour or two hours ago puts a damper on it. So let's just go Sue. Let's just do a quick hitter. Where do you think um, he's going? Thinking just off the top of my head, a team that needs a middle, like an interior D lineman. Um, gosh, let's go with the Panthers. They're losing a bunch of people. They need to waste their cap somehow. They lost Keekly. They lost Cam Newton. Um, I think they lost some other guys. I had a list of them, but I go with the Panthers. They need to fill their spot somehow. I'm going to go with, um, I'm thinking East Coast for some reason. I'm going to go with the Giants. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't gone to Dallas. Uh, the Cowboys need a little help on that defense. I think they can sign them for a cheap contract. Um, they have shown a little bit of interest in them. Eh, it's not going to make or break the team at all. Mm-hmm. But I uh, just thought, keep, keep on number at 10. Um, we're going to keep on defense here. Logan Ryan, cornerback from the Titans. Um, dude's a stud. Played his best year of his career this past year in the slot. Where do you guys think he's going to end up going? Um, I have him going to the Lions to replace... Darius Slay, who they just lost. Uh, Slay wanted out, had a terrible relationship with Patricia. Uh, they have money to pay Logan Ryan now, and they need to fill that secondary. So I have him going to Detroit. Um, Detroit's good. I'm, I, I was thinking the Colts, but he is. He just had a great year and because um, the Colts got rid of Desir, but uh, they already have a lockdown slot in Kenny Moore. Um I can see him going to Dallas. Um, Dallas After losing Jones? I like that. They lost Byron Jones. Um, Their DBs really aren't that great. Um, And losing probably their best in Byron Jones, I think he goes to Dallas. I also have one of the lines uh, replacing Slay. Uh, Patricia is familiar with him from his time in New England. Um, I see that connection there fitting in well. Um, Cole, has Pierre Desaire signed anywhere yet? Uh, he's not on my um, list, but I'm just curious. Yes, he signed uh, oh, the Jets. Jets? Okay, cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Good sign. Um, another cornerback that signed, Artie Burns, left the Steelers and signed with the Bears, where they said he might be able to fight uh, for a starting job there. Good luck to the Bears if he's starting for your team. Um, keeping on defense, we've got two more defensive guys and two more offensive guys. we got Von Bell, safety from... The Saints, who they're replacing with Chodney Garner, uh, Chod- Gardner Chauncey. Uh, that works. Uh, I think that's his Jenkins. name. Malcolm Jenkins. Yeah, yeah. So he's replaced there. So Von Bell's going to be leaving. Um, where do you guys think Von Bell safety is going to end up playing? Uh, I don't think. Obviously, I do.
due to Malcolm Jenkins and the other guy. I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce his last name. Um, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. There we go. I got it. Yep. And the New Orleans got uh, DJ Swearinger back. So that's a that's a pretty full secondary. Um, I'm going to have him going to uh, Cincinnati. I don't know. Cincinnati, they just lost a safety. Um, not even going to try and pronounce this guy's last name. His first name's Clayton, though. Um, <laughs> I, Cincinnati, they're... They need about all the help they can get at this point. Um, so I think he, he can go to Cincinnati. And he went to Ohio yeah. State, so it was close like to where he went to school. So. I like it. I wasn't too positive on him. I looked him up and see what rumors have been swirling around. And I saw the Panthers. So I'm riding with the Panthers <laughs> again. Feels like a theme. Nice. Um, like I said, they have some cap room now. Uh, they did just pay Robbie Anderson. I think we mentioned that earlier, but I think they need to fill some more. Yeah, Von Bell had a career year in tackles and passes defended. He had a great year. Um, I actually have him going to Houston. Um, they have a ton of cap room. Um, Bill Brown will probably end up trading him for a seventh rounder next year after a good year or something crazy like that. But I have him going to Houston. Uh, they have money to spend. They just don't have any draft picks, and they need help uh, everywhere now besides quarterback. So uh, that's where I think he'll end up. And the last defensive guy on this list, um, who I'm a big fan of, he's up there in age, but he's, he's been so underrated for many years, Everson Griffin of the Vikings. Where do you guys think he's going to end up? I see him uh, going to the Seahawks because I have Clowney leaving, so to fit in on that defensive line. I saw that he told the Vikings that he's not going to resign there. So yeah. that I was thinking Vikings, and, but then I saw that, so it makes sense to go to the Seahawks. I like that. He'd be good with Pete Carroll. Um, come back to me because I I'm checking. I saw a report on him earlier. I, I also remember. have him going to the Texans as well. Um, being on the opposite side of JJ Watt, Watt also gets hurt a lot. Um, they have money to spend, and I think they can pay him the most money. So I have him ending up in Houston uh, to help that defense, and uh, he'll have a couple good years there. He's like on the run stopper defensive end mold as Cam Hayward is. So I think he'd be good with JJ Watt. Um, okay, well, it's back to me, and I still don't have it. So I'm going to go with the Texans as well. Um, if I find this, I'll let you know. But right now, the Texans. All right, we got two two guys left now from our 10, ten uh, best free agents remaining list. Um, number eight I have on the list, Jason Peters, a tackle from the Eagles. Um, he's 38 years old. He's up there in age, but he still can get it done. He has a year or two left in him. Uh, team in win-now mode would be a good fit for him. Where do you guys think he'll end up? Uh, you said win now mode. I'm actually kind of going the opposite. I have him going to the Bengals because they have to protect Joe Burrow his first year. They can't risk a serious injury. They need an established guy. Maybe give him a one-year deal. Uh, but they can't have Joe Burrow taking a bunch of hits from the get-go. So the Bengals have to rebuild the offensive line even if it's an older guy. I get kind of like a Derek, uh, a David Carr kind of thing with the Texans. No one protected him, and his career just went away. So that's a, I like that idea of keeping Burrow safe with that. Um, Cole, where do you have him going? Um, I think he's actually going uh, – I saw that he's willing to go to right tackle, um, which that helps him a lot um, in the market. But I could really see him going um, based on the um, – as you said, the win now – uh, I can see him staying, trying um, trying to stay with the Eagles because they have like they could make a run. Like you get to the playoffs, that NFC East isn't great, 
Um, you get to the playoffs, anything can happen. So I could see him staying, but flipping sides to right tackle. Yeah, um, I think Cam, you're in the right state. Um, I think he's going to go to Cleveland. Um, they, Earl Allen was not good last year. Conklin, they, they can decide what who's going to play left, who's going to play right tackle there. And they need all the help they can get on that line to protect Baker. Um, I think Baker would like to have him there. He's a massive, massive man. Um, and I think he'll fit in good with the Browns. I don't like to see that as a Steeler fan, but he's 38 years old and he may just be out of gas now. So it's not a big fear of mine. And then last on this list, had a big year last year. Um, the number three guy in Tampa Bay, uh, Rashad Perryman. He was a high draft pick, never really panned out. Uh, last year, he seemed to hit a stride. He has all the physical tools to do it. Had a couple injuries here and there. Uh, do we think he's going to be a big player somewhere? you think he's going to get a big contract? Do uh, you think he's going to help a team? Uh, what do you guys think? I think he's going to help a team a lot. The team that I have him going to, as we just mentioned, is going to be a contender in that week, NFC East. Um, I think it was the NFC East. At least I have him going to the Eagles. Yep, uh, we saw late in the year. We saw late in the year that they had no options. Carson Wentz was kind of thrown to himself at the end of it, it felt like. Uh, They have two great tight ends. And getting Perriman after a big year, I think he'd fit in perfectly with that team. Yeah, I like Perriman. Um, Staying in the – or I like the Eagles. Staying in the NFC East, I think he's going to go with the Redskins. Um, As you said, Zach, uh, they have no one to throw it to except for uh, Terry McLaurin right now. So it doesn't matter which – quarterback they bring in they're gonna have to have throw the ball to somebody so uh get get him in there give him a chance um see what he could do with really only one established wide receiver i really like that eagles pick cam uh Aguilar just left to sign with the raiders they legit have nobody alshon jeffrey's not happy there they want to get rid of him but he has a massive cap hit so they haven't decided what they're doing with him but i actually have him ending up in green bay uh, to go on the opposite side of Devontae Adams. It's something I'd like to see. Uh, they're pretty weak at receiver outside of Adams. Uh, they've tried drafting guys. No one's really stuck. Geronimo Allison, Alan Lazard, uh, Valdez Scantling. Um, I think they're going to hit the free agent market, and uh, Perriman will be a good weapon outside there for Rodgers, and they can draft another guy. Rodgers needs all the help he can get. They're in win-now mode. He's an older quarterback. Um, I think he'd be a good fit with the Packers. I can see the Eagles and Redskins also being good choices for him. Um, I think he wants some more reason to get an opportunity, and all those places will provide that for him. So, good list of free predictions. We can check in next week or the week after and see how many got right. Um, that's pretty fun, boys. Yeah, jumping real back, fastest wide receivers, as we said. This draft class is so deep. It'll be interesting to see if the Packers go out and try to maybe trade up if they really like uh, a C.D. Lamb or someone. It's probably not realistic to trade up and go after him, but it'd be really interesting to see a guy with his caliber get drafted to Aaron Rodgers' team. Uh, next, we're going to move on to our updated predictions. Um, as Zach said earlier, I will obviously not be keeping my Super Bowl predictions because the Texans are tanking. Um, <laughs> just, yeah, they're tanking. They're terrible. But first, we'll go to our division predictions. Um, who wants to start on your divisions? Go ahead. I'll, I'll start it off, and we don't need to go into deep, great details since it's so early in the season. But uh, AFC East, I got the Bills winning the AFC East. I think the Patriots are going to finish third, actually, behind the Dolphins, who have a good year. I just don't see the Patriots getting done. I don't want to doubt Belichick, but right now they don't have a quarterback, and you go as far as a quarterback takes you in the NFL, as they've shown lately. Um, so I got the Bills. You guys want to say who you got? We'll go each division. I got the Bills. Same. I also have the Bills. Yeah. You want to add I anything think else? That defense is great. Good? Great defense, great coach. McDermott's the man. I love the um, Diggs ad, too. 
Fantastic move. Really great team. Very young team of young coach. They're exciting to watch. Uh, let's go to the AFC North here. I have the Steelers winning it. Um, it's a homer pick. I think getting Ben back is huge. That defense is incredible. I think they'll add a couple pieces in the draft that are going to help out. Um, Steelers always draft well. Um, so I like the Steelers. I have them finishing with the same record as the Ravens and both making the playoffs, but I have the Steelers coming out on top of that division. I have the Ravens winning that division. I think adding Clayest Campbell was huge for them, and that defense is going to be tough. Um, I'm still not entirely sold on Lamar Jackson, but they've built around him nicely and play that style. But I have the Steelers finishing second, and they're both finishing in the playoffs as well. But Ravens winning the AFC North. Yeah, I agree with all your points. Uh, I also have the Ravens winning. I love that defense. Um, Clayest Campbell's a monster of a human being. Um which I think actually works well against the Steelers because Ben isn't necessarily mobile. So when you have a six foot eight guy uh, rushing right up the middle, that kind of is going to obstruct Ben's view. Um, so I have the Ravens winning. Yeah, he's great in the locker room as well. Just a, it's a great addition by them. Uh, they take on the salary cap, but he's well worth it. Mm-hmm. I wish the Steelers would have done that. They don't really have the need there. Um, I have the Browns finishing nine and seven and missing the playoffs. Do you guys have them in your playoffs? They are not in my playoffs, but I, I don't. I didn't do the records as you did, but I, I don't have them. Cole, did they make your playoffs? Uh, no. No. Okay, so all the hype about the Browns are just gone after one year. So I love to see that. Um, AFC South. Now I have the Colts winning that division. The Texans are just blowing up. The Jaguars stink, and the Titans had a one-year run. I don't really. Tannehill's solid, but I don't believe in them as much. And Henry's going to be disappointed he didn't get a contract. So that's going to be tough. I think Vrabel's a great coach. Um, I have one team in the division making the playoffs, and that's the Colts. I think Rivers is going to get them there. I have the Colts winning that division as well. I think adding Buckner, who we talked about, was huge. And then I have the Titans making the playoffs as, uh, as the final team in the AFC to make the playoffs. So the seventh seed now that they added an extra team. Because the Texans are blowing it up, and the Steelers should reach out and try to get J.J. Watt to have all three Watt brothers. That's my pipe dream right now, but Colts <laughs> like and Titans. Colts winning the division. Um, yeah, I have the Colts winning it as well. Um, the middle of the defense, that's what I wanted most, was somebody to hold down the middle of the defense to help Leonard in the middle. Um, they got that. Phillip, I'm interested to see his arm strength because T.Y. gets a lot of deep balls, but yeah, as you said, and if I said, and everyone in the entire world has said, the Texans are just making the most boneheaded um, moves of all time. They're not going to be that great. The Jaguars have no idea what's going on down there. Um, Minchu's good, but he's probably going to lose his job. And the Titans are good, but eventually um, Tannehill had a good run, but I think he'll end up resorting back to what he was. All right, moving on to the AFC West, which I think may be the best division in football next year. I think all four teams could potentially make the playoffs if they have a good year. It's just a a really good division. I actually have three teams making the playoffs. There are seven teams that make it, so I have three getting in. I have the Chiefs winning the division, and then I have the Broncos finishing in second. I like what they've done with that team. Losing Chris Harris stinks, but they traded for Boye. Um, They have a lot of weapons on offense. I think they're going to draft somebody to help out there on the interior line or the defensive line. Um, third, I have the Chargers. I do have them making the playoffs, uh, but that could change. They need a quarterback. I don't know what their plan is. They're probably going to take Tua or Herbert, one of them, um, maybe let them play behind Tyrod Taylor, who's still a talented quarterback, but that defense is talented. They got good weapons on the outside. I love Austin Eckler. Um, that's a talented team, too. And then I got the Raiders, which I have them finishing with the worst record in the division at 8-8, eight and eight, which you don't see that very often. I think they're a talented team, too. I don't believe in Derek Carr. 
Um, so that's a fun division to watch. Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, that division is Chiefs. insane. Go ahead, goal. I got the Chiefs. Uh, sorry. Sorry. Uh, I have the Chiefs. I just think they're the best. Probably the best team in the NFL still uh, going yep. into next year. So I have them win. Yeah. I have the Chiefs winning that division. This division is insane. Looking at it again and looking at all the moves they're making. The Chiefs doesn't feel like they're making any moves, but they have Mahomes and Reed. So they'll be fine. I have the Chiefs winning. Chargers coming in second. And then the Broncos just missing the playoffs behind the Titans. All right. So on the AFC side, I'm going to read off my seven division or the seven teams to make the playoffs. Yeah, the Chiefs as the one seed. Steelers getting the two seed. Ravens at the three seed. Bills getting the four seed. Colts getting the five. Um, Broncos getting the six. And then the Chargers getting that final spot in the seventh. I got one question. Um, do they do division winners? Like, can yes. the Ravens and Steelers be two and three, or do the Ravens have to drop all the way down to five? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, so, on the NFC side, on my bracket I made, I had that they can't be there. So, you're, that's a good point. So, maybe I have to mix up those orders. Um, I don't I, I don't know what the new playoff format's going to be. I, we know it's going to be seven teams, but I don't know exactly what it's going to be like. So, that's something we should research. But uh, yeah. who's your seven teams? I, I have the Chiefs as the one, and then I, I had – all divisions runners being one through four. I don't know if that's you're right probably or not. right. Yeah, I think you're right. But if I have Chiefs one, Ravens two, Bills three, Colts four, Colts playing it's the Steelers at five, Chargers six, and Titans rounding it out at seven. So the only difference we have are the Titans and I have the Broncos. Right. Yeah. And then you have the Steelers win the division, and I have the Ravens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But playoff teams we have six of the seven being the same. How about you, Cole? Um, so I have Chiefs, one, Ravens, two, Bills, Colts, to finish off the division winners at three, um, Steelers at five, um, due to the fact that they would be bumped down to five, um, Chargers at six, and I actually, a little sneak in, I got the Dolphins sneaking in. I like it. I like it. Um, not a lot of people are going to get this reference, but a little, uh. Oh god! Actually, now his name. So this is podcasting. Um, well, oh, Will, 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 Will Kiesel action on the Dolphins. Uh, like one year too year, early. I think he was one year too early. Yep. But I got them as my seven seed sneaking in. I like it. So we're all pretty, pretty in agreement. Uh, the playoff teams here we got a little bit different. Uh, one team different for each of us. So that'll be fun to see. Um, let's move into the NFC before we get into our playoff predictions. Uh, the NFC East. I have the Eagles and the Cowboys finishing with the same record, but I have the Eagles uh, winning that division. I trust Wentz. Um, they're going to need some weapons. They are, but I think Wentz is going to be able to get it done. Uh, I don't think a division's that talented from top to bottom. So uh, probably the weakest division in football, in my opinion, besides the AFC. Uh, I mean, the East is getting better with the Dolphins, and the Jets have young talent. So, yeah, I think the NFC East is the worst division of football, personally. Um, so I have the Eagles winning that division. Yeah, I have the Eagles as well. I love the Darius Slay ad and that secondary. And I said earlier that they're going to add Perryman to add to that wide receiving depth. I do have the Cowboys making the playoffs as the seventh seed, but I have the Eagles winning that division as well. Uh, clean sweep, yes, I have the Eagles winning that division as well. I have the Cowboys in the playoffs too. We'll get to that. Cole, do you know if you have them in the playoffs yet or do you want to wait till we I get there? I do not. Right, they all right. would be uh, eight. They would be eight if uh, there was eight. Good. They deserve that. Yep. I don't like the Cowboys at all, so make them be eight. They get the um, little trophy. The- that says <laughs> you almost got there. 
Jones would hang that up in the in the whatever it's called, the Superdome. That's not called the Superdome, but I don't even care. Cherry World, uh, yeah, the Cherry World Stadium. Yeah, that uh, NFC North, and this is one that I feel like I don't think the Packers are as good as they showed last year, but I don't really see any teams surpassing them. So I have the Packers winning that division. Um, I got the Bears coming in second. Um, I like the talent on the Bears team. I really do. They just need the quarterback to play decent. They have a ton of talent. They just need to put it together. I have them finishing with the same record as the Vikings. Both of them missing the playoffs, though, at 9-7. and seven. And I have the Lions at 6-10 and 10 below them. I don't trust Patricia, and you can't win in Detroit. It's the NFC version of Cleveland. I like it. Uh, we're different on the Bears, at least. I have them coming in last in that division. I don't trust Chubrisky. I don't really trust Foles either if he comes in and plays. And as you said earlier, if Artie Burns might be a starter, then they're struggling on one side of the field and teams are going to pick them apart. I have the Packers winning that division and being the only team to make the playoffs. I have the uh, Packers winning that division as well. And then Vikings, Bears, Lions, Detroit is... A black hole of sports teams right now. The Pistons, the Red Wings, the Tigers, <laughs> and the Lions are all—they're all bad at the bottom. If not—if they're not the worst team in their league, then they're in the top five worst teams. So um, it's just a bad time to be in Detroit right now. So I have the Packers winning that division. Uh, yeah, Detroit is struggling with sports. It would stink to be a Detroit sports fan right now in all four of their sports. Jeez, uh, that yeah, is rough. Be right next to Michigan it would suck. <laughs> all right we're gonna move to the nfc south uh, i think this division got a little bit more interesting when tom brady came to town to join the tampa bay buccaneers i have the saints winning the division at 11 and 5 i have the buccaneers making the playoffs two at 10 and 6 um and then the falcons and then the panthers i think the panthers are gonna have a bad year um and the falcons you don't know what you're gonna get they have a ton of talent but i don't think they're very well coached so i got the saints and the buccaneers making the playoffs uh, that'll be fun to watch Yep, I am right there with you, seeing the Saints, Drew Brees go against Tom Brady. Two times a year is going to be a whole lot of fun. I have the Saints coming away with the division uh, by a slim margin, though. I think with all the weapons Tom Brady's going to have, it's, he's going to make it close. And then, as you said, I think the Panthers are going to have a really down year, even though I kind of like Teddy Bridgewater. I just don't think they're going to be very good this year. Yeah, I agree. First year with Matt Rule, um, jumping from college to pros, I think will be rough for the Panthers. I have the Saints winning it. Um, we get to see Brady and Breeze play each other twice this year. I mean, that's going to be awesome. Awesome. Uh, awesome. You got Brady has uh, Evans, and um, I'm doing so bad today. Godwin. Yep, Godwin. And then you have uh, the Saints, and you have Breeze with all his weapons. It's going to be just a show, and neither team really likes to play that defense that much when they're playing a good offense. Um, but I do have the Saints winning that division. Um, I have a question. We all know Breeze and Brady's age. Is Peyton the same age as him, or is he older? He's 44. He just turned 44 today. Yeah. Oh, happy uh, birthday, Peyton. What, Peyton was drafted in 98. Brady was drafted in 2000. 2000, yep. So that would be interesting to see if, if he was still playing and where they all ended up. Um, so let's move on to the NFC West, another really, really tough division, I think. Uh, you got the up-and-coming Cardinals. you got the 49ers who are in the Super Bowl. you got the Seahawks who are always great with Pete Carroll. And then you got the Rams who you don't know what you're going to get out of them. Um, I have the Seahawks winning the division, actually. Uh, and the 49ers coming in second. I have them with the same record, though. So I think the Seahawks will win more games than the division. Um, and then i got the Rams in third and Cardinals in fourth. But I think the Cardinals, you never know. They can end up being a, a playoff team, I think. I think they're like the Dolphins in the 
uh, NFC side of things. So I got the Seahawks and the 49ers making the playoffs from the NFC West. I have the same thing. I have the Seahawks winning the division. I trust Russell Wilson more than I trust Jimmy G. Uh, I think the Niners' defense is going to be really good, but I think losing Buckner is going to hurt a little more than they realize at the moment. I think they're going to be fine and make the playoffs, but it's a big loss. And I have the Cardinals finishing three and the Rams four. I I like Sean McVay, but they're just eating so much dead cap space when they could be wasting it on players, but Mm -hmm. they can't. So it's a huge loss, even though they're not actually losing anything. But Seahawks 49ers making the playoffs for me. Yeah, I have the Rams being last just two years out of being in the Super Bowl. was insane. Uh, Like you said, Cam, just so much dead cap space. Second most all-time in NFL history. Like, just kind of mind-boggling. The Cardinals, I do think they'll have a good year next year, but with two of the top dogs in the entire NFL in your division. Um, yeah. It's going to be hard to make the playoffs because that's four games you play. Um, I have the 49ers winning the division. Um, if It'll either be a tiebreaker or a one game. Like last year was due to one yard. They won the division. Um, it could be that close next year. But I have the 49ers winning it um, and would take my one seed winning the division in Seattle also making the playoffs. I like it. So uh, here we got it in the NFC. I got the Saints with the one seed, Seahawks with the two seed, Packers with the three seed, Eagles in the four seed. Um, I got the 49ers at five because they didn't win the division, so they're going to end up with the five seed. Buccaneers at six, and the, the Cowboys at seven. I think we had the exact same thing, but we switched the Eagles and Packers. Did you have the Eagles at four? Yep. Okay, yeah, I had the Eagles at three and the Packers at four, but everything else is the same spot on, one through seven. I like it, Cole. I have 49ers, one. Uh, I had a different division winner. Uh, Saints are two, uh, Packers three, Eagles four. It's just so bad, don't get me started. Yep. <laughs> uh, Seattle at five would be a two, um, probably, or a three, but they lost the division. Uh, Buccaneers at the six, as you both have, Brady and those weapons. Uh, the defense plays average, above average. You'd think they're going to make the playoffs. And then I have the Vikings bringing up the rear at seven. I like it. I like it. And back to the Buccaneers, they brought Shaq Barrett back. Another good guy on the defense, a good piece for him. So uh, that's a talented team there, too. So we don't need to go game through, through game. Who do you got in your Final Four and then in the Super Bowl? I got the Chiefs Steelers coming out of the AFC. Uh, it, it's going to depend on how that shakes up, uh, who plays each other, because they reseed after each division. Uh, or after each game, I mean, or each round. Um, and then in the NFC, I got the Saints versus the Seahawks. Who do you guys have in your uh, Final Four? And then you guys can give me your Super Bowl as well, and I'll finish off with that. Uh, I I hate this because it's annoying because we have the same Final Four, actually. I have the Chiefs and the Steelers. I had the Steelers beating the Ravens in the round before, and then the Chiefs playing the Chargers in that round as well. Um, so you're switching off the, off the Chargers? You're switching off them now? It's okay. The season hasn't started yet, but you're moving off them? For now, but I, if they get a quarterback, they're, they're right there. I have them going a decent way, making the playoffs and everything. Just running into Mahomes and Reed is just always going to be a nightmare. And then I, I also have the Saints and Seahawks, two great coach teams, two amazing quarterbacks, future Hall of Famers. I think Breeze is going to get it done, and I think he's going to play the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I just think it's a tough matchup for the Steelers. I think the Chiefs are going to make it again. I know it's hard to get back there two years in a row, and that's why I don't think they're going to win. I think they're going to lose to the Saints, and I think Drew Brees is going to end up on top. 
I like it. Does he retire after that dub? Yeah. I think he does. Yes, I think you have to end up on top like uh, Jerome Bettis. boy, The bus, the last good thing to happen in Detroit. Um, I have this whole reseeding thing has got me all messed up, but I got the Chiefs and I got the Bills. Um, I like it. I think I like a, lot a lot of it is going to be having to play in Buffalo in January. Um, Big Ben, and who knows what the heck's going to happen in a foot and a half of snow with Big Ben just rolling around the pocket and probably have an ankle boot on and you just never it'll know probably what's going to happen. It'll probably be Jameis playing and not Ben at that point. He'll Ben'll be, be bouncing off linemen <laughs> rolling around in the snow. Like You just never know what's going to happen. Um, but I have the Chiefs winning that because um, that game will be in Arrowhead. Um, and then I have earlier I had 49ers um, on our previous ones winning it all. Um, and now have uh, the Saints versus Seattle as well. I, I do think Seattle's going to bring back Clowney and 49ers losing. Um, Emmanuel Sanders won. Uh, it was another wide receiver that Garoppolo could throw to. And um, DeForest Buckner is huge because um, I don't think they're going to get anybody that's either uh, that could replace either of those as well as they played um, at 13, at least right off the bat. Um, and Seattle's pretty much already there. So Seattle at uh, in New Orleans, I think the Superdome's going to be rowdy for a late January game. So I have um, the Chiefs versus the Saints. I like it. You both have the same there. Um, I don't. I'm a little different. I have the Steelers taking on the Chiefs. I think, like Cam said, with Breeze, Ben wants to go out on top. I don't see him playing him much longer. Yeah, I think he'll be motivated this year to come back. I think the defense is good. The weapons are good. Um, I think Juju's going to have a monster year with Ben having a real quarterback throwing the ball will help a lot. Um, and then on that side, the Saints and the Seahawks, like you said, Cole, um, uh, and the Sanders went to the Saints. So there's another weapon for Drew Brees. So that's that's another weapon. But I actually have Russell Wilson taking down Drew Brees and making the Super Bowl. And we get a rematch of Super Bowl XL, uh, the Steelers and Seahawks. And I have the Steelers again winning in the Super Bowl. I think Ben's going to have this. He's going to be motivated. The Steelers are going to come out firing. Um, it's going to be fun to watch. I'm a little bit of a homer, but I see it happening. So give me the Steelers. That's the same pick I had a couple weeks ago. Uh, I'm sticking with it. I like it. I'm feeling good about it. I like it. Uh, just quick news, quick update. Devin Funches just got signed to the Packers. So another option oh, for Aaron Rodgers, I guess. I don't know. I don't even He's think done. he played a snap for the No, preseason. He got hurt preseason. He didn't play they should have signed Perryman over it now. So now I think you're right, Cam. I think he's going to end up with the Eagles. So uh, that changes things for me. Yeah. All right, last thing. We got the uh, NFL superstar player draft here, right, Cole? Yes, we are moving to the player draft. So I'm going to do the order live so everyone knows I'm not cheating this. Oh, don't cheat, Cole. Cole, Zach. Oh, shoot. That's come on. Zach. Come on. Come on. Uh, Cam. Done. Randomize. I want Duck Hodges. I want Duck Hodges. Please give me Duck. Come on. Who's one? Number one, me, Cam, Zach. Ah, oh, come on! Snake order. Yep, of course. All right, with the first pick of the 2020 coronavirus quarantine <laughs> fantasy <laughs> former ball boys. Let's see if I can fit any other words into this title draft. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, quarterback, most important position on offense. Take that was a one. given. Didn't see that coming. Yeah, that was that was an easy one. That's why I wanted the first 
overall pick. Uh, with the second pick of the quarantine Corona pod for Wild Boys podcast draft. <laughs> uh, I have, I'm going with Russell Wilson. That's, that's my number two overall rated one. Wow. Uh, here we go. Um, well, I got to pick three and four here in the Corona quarantine, former ball boys podcast, NFL superstar draft. Um, I'm going to take Michael Thomas. Um, I think he's a beast. I'm obviously taking a quarterback with my, oh wait, I can wait on it now. We're only one quarterback. So I'm going to wait on the quarterback because you guys already got him. So I'm going to take Michael Thomas there. I think he's the best receiver in football. Um, he's unbelievable. He's a monster. He's really good. He's a superstar. Um, in my number two pick, I think this guy's in for a monster year. Um, out of Penn State, he's healthy. They got more weapons. Saquon Barkley is going to be my running back to go alongside Michael Thomas. I love it. Fantastic pick. Good luck, boys. Cameron, back to you. That just made me really sad. I'll trade made you really him, sad, him, him for Russ Wilson. I like that. We're we gonna pick for Cam. Uh, Are we picking for you, buddy? Cam's on auto draft already. <laughs> yeah, you're good. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you now. All right. Well, I don't know if you heard. I'm really sad about Saquon. I wanted him bad, but I'm gonna go with Christian McKee. Was a stud this year. He's gonna be a stud again, and he can catch the ball. He had over 100 receptions. So, yeah, I'll take Christian McCaffrey. I heard Christian McCree. Uh, you're going in and out. So you get Christian McCree. McCaffrey's still available, Cole, if you want him. CMC, right, cool. good pick. Christian McCree. You get Christian McCaffrey. Um, <laughs> next, Two picks for Cole now. I get – I'm taking Nuke. I'm taking Nuke. I think you're going to take uh, Ohio State boy here. Are you taking him? Uh, running no, back? because I don't value running backs in the NFL. I don't think you should pay them at all. Um, We're not paying these guys. I know. Fake. <laughs> I know. But I still don't need to. I'm still not taking a running back with my third pick. Um, third pick overall, I'm going to go. He had a great year last year. Great fantasy guy. Uh, did play for the Penn State Nittany Lions. Uh, Chris Godwin. I like it. I have him as my number three receiver overall. So that's a very good pick there. They both, yeah. both can go long. Um, both could do the whole route tree and with the arm like Mahomes, and that's going to be interesting. T. I like it. Cam, who are you going to take? Well, uh, hopefully, you guys can hear me. I'm not cutting in and out, so I get the uh, actual player that I want. I am going to go with Julio Jones. All right. So right now, I got Michael Thomas, the best receiver in football. I got Saquon Barkley, the best running back in football. Um, who is going to be added to my team? I'm going to take a tight end here. Travis Kelsey, the best tight end in football. I think you can argue him or Kittle. Um, Kittle's a better blocker, but not having Mahomes um, on my team is going to hurt. But I still think Kelsey would be good in any system he goes to. I don't know if I can say the same about Kittle. So give me Travis Kelsey as uh, my starting tight end. And I have another pick here. Um, I really like my squad here, guys. Thanks to you for lining it up. And my number two overall receiver is still left. Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams and Michael Thomas. I think those are the two best route runners in all of football together. They're not physical specimens. They're not like Julio where they can just jump over everybody. They can get it done in a variety of ways. So I get my number one and two receiver, my number one running back, my number one tight end. Uh, it's going to stink not having a quarterback right now, but there's a couple good ones left there. It's going to decide who I want. So uh, give me Devontae Adams. I had Adams at my five. Um 
But yeah, he's incredible. All the guys were freaking all incredible, obviously. It's a superstar crew on a pod, former Wild Wars superstar draft. Mm-hmm. I am going to take Kittle, so Cole can't have him. And uh, he's a great blocker. He catches the ball, obviously. He's dominant. He loves block. He's a freak. So I'll take George Kittle. And I think there's a big fall off after those two at tight end. I think there's a couple solid guys, but the pretty big fall off. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so due to that pick, I will be moving to take my running back now. Um, Zeke. I I, li- I love Zeke, but ooh, 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 ooh. Taking, Ohio State I'm boy, Dalvin Cook. Lamar. Oh, I love wow, Dalvin Cook. Oh, wow. I have a number six running back. Wow, wow, wow. Dalvin Cook, he's got top-end speed. Um, he hits the hole hard, and he can catch better than Zeke. Uh, Zeke is a powerful runner. He never gets tackled on the backfield, but Dalvin Cook is, I think he's just something to watch. Wow. And you got another pick, right? Yep. Um, I'm currently trying to think of tight ends in my head that aren't Kelsey. I, I, I can list off my because, list for you. I, um, I got Darren Waller, three. Mark Andrews, four. Zach Ertz, five. Hunter Henry, oh, six. Oh, yeah. Evan I Ingram, seven. I completely seven. forgot about Zach Ertz. He's been on my fantasy team four years. Um, but I am going to go with Zach Ertz due to loyalty. Uh, I've, been, I've picked him a lot. And he's, two years ago, just so dominant on fantasy. Loyalty in what? This is our first ever Corona Boys Paul Quarantine Paul podcast draft superstar. Loyalty edition. in that I'm probably going to draft him again in fantasy this year to make it uh, <laughs> three straight years in our league. So, uh, Zach Ertz. I like it. All right, Cam. A lot of weapons uh, left. What do, you, what do you got left? I need flex? another wide receiver. And a flex, right. right? Yep, yep. Right now, Russell Wilson, Christian McCaffrey. Julio Jones, and Kittle. So I need a wide receiver and flex. I am going to take Mike Evans to be my other wide receiver. He might not even be the best on his team. Chris Godwin and him battle it out, but Mike Evans is still a freak, and he's still really good, and he's going to put up monster numbers with Brady this year. Tom Brady is a lucky man to have those two guys. I had Evans as my seventh best receiver in football. So I'm going to take my flex now. I got two picks left. Um, Wait, Cam, did you pick both of yours? Oh, Zach's the snake. Oh yeah, person. never mind. You're in the middle. I'm my bad. just my bad. In the middle. My bad. A lot of weapons left. I'd love to have Zeke, but he doesn't fit in with Barkley. I'd love Kamara to be my flex. Uh, he'd be great there too. But my number four overall receiver is still left. This guy is so fast. It's it's unreal. I don't know why he's left. Um, Tyreek Hill in my mm-hmm. slot with Devontae Adams and Michael Thomas. I mean, I don't see how my team loses. I don't have the top two quarterbacks that you guys got the number. I wanted both those guys. It would have been fine with them. But there are a lot of couple good options. Um, Zeke's left. Kamara's left. Derrick Henry's left. Uh, Darren Waller, who I like. Kenny Galladay. Um, a lot of good names out there. Uh, my last pick, I had to take quarterback. It came down to a couple guys here. A lot of people would go with Lamar Jackson. Don't trust them to throw them my weapons. I uh, don't like it. I have him as my sixth-rated quarterback in the football. Um, I like Wentz. Don't think he's as talented as the next two guys. I'm going to slow roll it because I don't know who I want yet. It's between Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson's a winner, but uh, I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers. He's in win-now mode. Um, He's uh, still a beast. Turned the ball over less than 10 times last year. Um, Imagine him having these weapons to throw to. He gets Tyreek Hill in the slot. He gets Michael Thomas on the outside. Already has Devontae Adams. And then he's got Kelsey running down the seams. He's never had a tight end. Imagine that. And then Saquon Barkley is his running back. 
I don't see how I lose, fellas. This team is pretty dominant, but uh, good luck with your last picks. I like it. I had Deshaun Watson rated as my three quarterback and Roger's four, so we were the same right there. Uh, my, my final pick of the quarantine, former Ball Warriors, Corona podcast, I am going with Derrick Henry. He is miserable to tackle. I can put Christian McCaffrey in the slot easily. He had over a reception, 100 receptions this year. I can throw him out of the backfield. And then I have Julio Jones and Mike Evans. And then Russell Wilson just throws Doc Kittle can block. He can create holes for Derrick Henry. And no one wants to tackle Tractor Cito. So I'm going to round it up with Derrick Henry. Last pick. Um, I don't think. Well, yeah, he's, he's, he's up there. Um, I'm going to go Keenan Allen. Uh, this is very schematic uh, pick. Uh, Nuke and Keenan can both play outside and slot. Um, so you could shift them around. You have a quarterback like Mahomes. You have top-end running back speed with Dalvin Cook. And Zach Ertz is about a, as reliable of a pass-catching tight end. He doesn't have the skill and speed that Kelsey and Kittle have, but he's just as reliable um, as a safety valve. For him, and he also blocks um, very well, just like those two. So, um, I like my team. Uh, so, there we go. There is our listeners. Send us a text message. Who you think's gonna win? Uh, call in, leave us. Well, we can take a text message to us, boys. Uh, I think we all like our teams. Uh, I think my team is by far the best. I'm sorry, fellas, but it's pretty dang good. Um, so, all the listeners, we want to hear a text from you. Max, we know you listen. James, text Cam. We know you listen. Um, anybody else that listens that we, we, there's a bunch of people listen, uh, everybody that listens, please text us who you think is going to win. We'd love to hear, uh, who you think would win the first ever former ball boys, Corona podcast, uh, inside quarantine. Don't move. Uh, don't go outside. Don't smell the air first ever superstar draft. So, uh, thanks for listening. That was fun. I love drafts. So I really enjoyed that boys. Cam, what do you got? Closing remarks? Stay inside. We need to get this figured out. Uh, one that's losing their jobs. A lot of stuff is going on. A lot of fun talking to you boys about sports. Makes it a little easier to get through this. But everyone just stay safe. Yep, we had a long pod today. Um, so no questions for the boys. Um, we might be doing another podcast this week. Um, we're going to try and get them out. One to make up for last week. And two, uh, we know you have nothing better to do than to listen to us talk about sports and uh, whatever else we'll find to talk about in the future. Um, I'll make a graphic of this, like the hockey one, and I will post uh, post it to our social media, which now you can follow us on the uh, the Forum Ball Boys. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I think for not having any sports, this is a good podcast. We had so much to talk about, one of our longer podcasts, and there's no sports being played. So I think that's really cool. Um, yeah, give us a listen. Uh, we also love guests. We're going to talk about movies and entertainment here soon, and Cole is the mastermind behind that. That dude knows everything from any movie you want to talk about to any show you want to talk about. He's watched it. So I'm excited for that podcast and to hear Cole go into the details about this. Uh, I can assure you there will be no doorknob Cole talking about this kind of stuff. No, I do. I love movies and TV shows. I've already watched three since he started. Three TV shows, not movies. Um, but so follow us on the former ball boys. I'll get this graphic out, and I did make a graphic for our hockey teams that Cam, Max, and I drafted. I'll get that out as well. Um, give you something to think about while we're all missing sports. Um, as uh, we've said, stay inside. Uh, 
don't spit in the face of this and go outside, go to a party or something. Um, stay quarantined. Let's nip this in the butt so it doesn't take football from us come August. Um, but other than that, as I've said, follow us, call in, uh, DM us some questions. And other than that, have a great night. Flake him out. <laughs>